I was trying to teach myself how to Webster on my other leg. I remembered <laughs> what cues I gave a student a few months back and I was like, okay, yeah, just kick, jump, lift, <laughs> kick, jump, lift. <laughs> and I just focused on it and I focused on feeling it because I tell my students all the time, like, imagine yourself doing it. Mm -hmm. Like, literally put yourself in that situation, POV, and imagine yourself going through that. And I did. <laughs> Can you now webs with your other <laughs> Yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not pretty, <laughs> but yeah, I can. I got it. I got it down. <laughs> Hi, Louis here. Glad that you're also sticking by. On today's Swapping Shoes, I had the honor to speak with the incredible Renee Dembley. She's been pushing the female representation of the sport to the foreground for many years with a strong and consistent presence on the socials, high ranks on competitions, and as a passionate coach. We talked about teaching parkour, visualization, competitions, representation, generations, legacy, and lots, lots more. Off to a great start of a week. Let's go. I hope you enjoyed. This is Swapping Shoes with Renee Dempley. Hello, Renee. How are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. I'm good. Nice. Good to see you. How's life in Hamburg? You too. It's all right. It's um, frozen right now. Um, we surprisingly got snow like everyone else in Europe mm -hmm. and... Everyone in Hamburg is like, oh my god, this is the first time I've seen snow in three years. And it's really nice because it feels like everyone is having a cute little relationship with their inner child again and going sledding and <laughs> snowman. And I love it. It's really nice. <laughs> and for you, it's normal, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's normal to have snow at this time and be this cold. So for me, it feels like home, which is good. <laughs> so you're originally, you're from Denver, right? I did your Instagram uh, how you call it, this questions thing, and I failed in like seven of, 70%. <laughs> As like, I really don't know, Rene, I, I gotta ask her stuff on swapping shoes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm from Denver, Colorado. Cool, and for how long you've been living here now in Germany or Europe? Um, I think it was officially in Germany just about a year past, I think January um, like 20th was when I moved to Germany. Yeah, so just over a year, barely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why? Why though? Um, the main reason was I realized I am in Europe a lot and mm -hmm. I did a study abroad in England. I lived in Brighton for six months um, in 2017 and learned so much about just how different the community there is compared to the community in Colorado and all the jams that go on mm -hmm. in Europe and all this. And I really enjoyed the energy of that. So I thought, hey, let's see if I can apply for a job as a coach somewhere and see if I can, um, yeah, like live out there and kind of learn from this different community, different perspective. I actually looked at Canada because I'm a Canadian citizen, so I could easily move and work in mm -hmm. Canada. Um, but I looked there, I looked at Portugal, I looked at the Netherlands, I looked at the UK and Germany. And out of all of those countries, the place that had possible work, friends, and was affordable was Germany. Yeah. So I ended up here. Yeah, Germany is cool, so such a good community. 
Yeah. I really love the German community. What are these these differences? Um, like that you you said about the community. Yeah. Um, there are some, I would say, concrete differences between the two communities, and I can only really speak for the Colorado community. I can't speak for like the American community because it's so vast. Yeah. Um, and the biggest thing is, I feel a greater widespread connection between the individual cities. So a part of that has to do with the size but when you think about Colorado as a state versus Germany as a country yeah like Boulder and Denver interact a lot and people cross over for sure but mm -hmm. there's still for me this like clicky feeling in Colorado and in Germany it feels more community um And this is, of course, all based off of <clears throat> my personal experience. So someone else might mm. disagree or think differently. But um, And then Colorado has a lot more competitions. And Germany has little to none. And I think that has a part to do with like the culture. And that's more deeply rooted in um, just like, yeah, the society and culture and how they view sports. Mm -hmm. um, but those are a few, yeah very obvious differences I've seen. Do you think that this clicky feeling is uh, related to the way that American uh, sport culture is so competitive in a way? I'd like to think so. Yeah, I do think, yeah, just American sport, sport, excuse me, sport culture is competitive. I agree with that. And I do believe that has crossed over into the parkour community. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, because um, yeah, ever since I started, I think there's been comps of some sort. Um, I started in like 2010 yeah. at Apex Denver, and they at first had like Ninja Warrior comps, and then it slowly became like parkour more oriented comps. And then we had, but those were yeah. combined with like jams, so more for fun, and then slowly they became more serious mm, comps. That's cool. Yeah, Colorado seems to have a yeah. really nice community yeah, with the Apex people and they seem to be so passionate about parkour and so like uh, serious about it. The gyms and uh, all the work that Ryan Ford and Brandon yeah. do and uh, Amos, right? it's crazy, it's super nice. Do you mm -hmm. work with them? Like you know them personally? Well, yeah, yeah, I know them personally. Um, they actually, Ryan and Amos are part of the reason why I... I'm coaching and then part of the reason why I've pursued like parkour professional work so I got my first job through mm. Ryan I did a performance with the Apex team um, and I think I was 17 at the mm -hmm. time so that kind of opened my eyes to those possibilities but um yeah so I've worked mostly underneath them just as a coach in their gyms and giving feedback but I've also worked alongside Ryan with like um, performance work and discussing competitions with him and stuff. That's cool. He's so important to the community. I think if I could, if I could vote for uh, the the president of the World Federation would be one of the guys from Apex, maybe Ryan. I think that's a good idea. They do. They know a lot. They've been in the groundwork for a long time. So yeah, and they have the parkour edu coaching certification. And is that do you have this one? You have edu. Yeah. What else do you yeah, have of I coaching? 
Um, so I have that Parkour EDU coaching cert, and then I have a personal training certification through ACE, which is the American Council on Exercise. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's it for coaching certifications, but I also have my bachelor's degree in exercise science. Ah, okay. Wow, you're very educated. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I did the paperwork. <laughs> you did the paperwork, as you like the books. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and how do you like parkour coaching? I love it. Do you prefer coaching or performing? Oh, I prefer coaching. Um, there's, oh gosh, yeah. I love coaching so much. I even, um, when I went to university, there was no parkour there. So I quit training for about three years and I took up rock climbing. And then I learned how to coach basic gymnastics. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and even that was like, oh my God, I love coaching gymnastics. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Um, like the gym I worked for was great though because they were um, they weren't a USAG gym they were a rec gym so they're super relaxed mm. and there's just something about having a connection to your student and watching them progress and working through like these puzzles of um, just psychology and the body and figuring out okay how can we break this down to help you learn this better mm -hmm. so you can progress and reach your goals and I love it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I would I could be a coach forever I think I listened to Mark's podcast and he was talking about coaching and how much he loves it and like yes 100% Mark like, we're on the same page <laughs> yeah I also like coaching yeah. but it, it's hard to find a balance between talking and acting I just came now from a class for example okay and sometimes I feel like am I talking too much mm. Mm -hmm. Do you feel this? Yeah, sometimes I feel like I over-explain things. <laughs> <laughs> it's like because yeah. in your head, and all, everything that you're saying is completely translated into movement. But mm -hmm. maybe for the person who you're teaching, for your student, they, they don't know how the movement works, so right. they cannot... Right. So do you think that the words can actually help them to visualize and to learn better? Well, obviously it depends on the student, I think. Like, you can have your cues, there's like your main cues for each movement that usually most people will understand but then you always will have that um those few students that don't get those cues so then you have to figure out a different way to communicate with them and some people are visual some people are audio learners so it's yeah it's a mix of both some people just push them yeah <laughs> just go that way <laughs> just do your best don't step <laughs> just go over the wall yeah. i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> Jump from this wall to that wall. If you fall in the <laughs> yeah, middle, you yeah, die. Exactly. <laughs> Just jump from here there. to there. Boom. <laughs> Do you think that coaching helps you to become a better athlete yourself? Um, oof. Do you think it has a crossover between coaching and being an athlete, performer, comp competitor? Yes, I definitely think there's a crossover. If anything, it goes from my experience as an athlete crosses over to my students when I'm coaching. So I'll have a challenge, for example, and let's say I'm really scared of it or I don't really know how to do it. The process that I create or that I learn from breaking that down, I then will take to my students later. But mm -hmm. not often will I have it reversed. <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> I was actually talking um, with a friend of saying like, I can't sometimes coach myself. <laughs> I need someone else to coach me. It's like, you think I would pick up all mm. these strategies that I give my students and apply them to myself. And then I'm like, whoa, either super oblivious to it because I don't have that outside perspective or um, 
I just do something different. But yeah, if anything, it's, yeah, I take my experience from these performances and competitions and training sessions and then I give that to my students and like this is what I did you can try it too <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah I see I see that's that's good but th that's exactly what I was asking you do you think that is there any opportunity that you you can coach yourself like because you see how it worked like these things these little uh, cues that you said to your student mm -hmm. that you probably don't even apply it like um intentionally to yourself but because you know that it worked for them you will be on your training and you're like okay now i can actually say this thing that was just on my subconscious mm. i can say this to myself kind of out loud and I'll acknowledge this this cue and this will help me do you feel that this can happen yeah definitely. because i feel like it could yeah. happen to me yeah um actually i would experience i have experienced that recently i was trying to teach myself how to webster on my other leg And I remembered um, what cues I gave a student a few months back. And I was like, okay, yeah, just kick, jump, lift, <laughs> kick, jump, lift. <laughs> and I just focused on it and I focused on feeling it. Because I tell my students all the time, like, imagine yourself doing it. Like, literally put yourself in that situation, POV, and imagine yourself going through that. And I did. And then I mm -hmm. now can Webster my other leg. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. <laughs> can you now Webster with your other leg? Yeah. Yeah, wow. I mean, it's not pretty, but yeah, I can. I got it. I got it down. <laughs> you can make it pretty with time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you practice now, like, regularly because of lockdown? Is it okay for you to train during this time? Um, no, I definitely don't practice regularly. Um... I've, I was when, when the weather was good, of course, um, I try to get out whenever it's sunny, like today it's really sunny outside, so I probably will go for a run, um, everything's still quite icy, so I won't train, but, um, often I think I only train on the weekends, uh, but I'm coaching a lot of online courses mm -hmm. that are usually during my training time, so, um, I end up being not super motivated to train because I've already done like a workout that day or something and um especially with the weather like this so not really regularly but yeah like I try to go at least once a week if that's what you call regular yeah but, but like uh like you started training you said in 2010 and then straight after you were already mm -hmm. doing performances with the apex so your work as a parkour um, coach athlete and practice as a parkour enthusiast were always uh, overlapped kind of right yeah so do it is it a struggle for you to have motivation to train was it always like this or do you feel motivated to just train parkour just for the sake of it because i see your vlogs on your youtube channel and <laughs> it's cool like it seems like you're really like into even alone you just go and train alone it seems really cool thanks so <laughs> Do, um, do you feel motivation? Do you have lack of motivation sometimes? What motivates you? Um, the only time I have lack of motivation is when I'm tired. <laughs> is when I, I feel my body is like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the only time. Otherwise, I'm always motivated. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I'm always motivated to train or work on something. And But I pay close attention to my body because I've had... Um, a few instances where I haven't listened to it and I was fatigued and I've gotten hurt. Mm 
So I pay very close attention. <laughs> Now I'm like, okay, I'm tired or my mind's not really into it. So I'm not really motivated to go out. Or if I do go out, it's light impact and very okay. relaxed. So why do you do parkour? Because it feels good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. Because <laughs> it makes endorphins know, grow. Like, yeah. <laughs> what part of this feels good? <laughs> What is like the moment you're like, mm, oh nice. gosh, <laughs> <laughs> that cha dude from it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's the feeling of accomplishment I think that I get from training. Um, I've always been really active, and I've done a lot of different sports, and mm. and the only other sport that's on par with parkour currently is rock climbing. Mm-hmm. Um. I so like I stopped training for three years and took up rock climbing. I ended up competing on my university's team. We had a little cute little team, <laughs> and I just I loved that, and that became yeah my second love for sure. And it's yeah it's a feeling of accomplishment and this playfulness with the movement that is addicting, mm-hmm. and it keeps me coming back. I see. That's cool, but what if you have a challenge and you still don't get it? You still feel accomplished somehow. That's still the end of things, right? Um, <laughs> Would you agree or not? Like because sometimes I go out, I try a challenge, I can't do this, but I don't go home heads down like, oh no, I didn't do no, it. It's more like no. that was cool. I'm tired. Maybe one day I'm gonna go back and do it. So I still feel. Yeah, I feel the same. Yeah, there's actually a few challenges um, that I have my eye on right now where I'm not strong enough to do them. And I walk by them almost every day when I go to work, yourself. and I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> and I just every time I'm like, right, I'm gonna come back for you, and then I find a way to build up to it, and it's it's kind of like that goal setting or like I mentioned earlier that puzzle solving. So you're just like, if anything, if I see a challenge that I know I can do, but not now, it's even more inspiring or motivating to go back and work on the progressions and then I can go and get my goal. Nice. So would you agree yeah. that the accomplishments are actually finding the puzzles and working on them? And then if you get it, it's nice, of course, it's great, but it's it's not the actual accomplishment. Yeah. The accomplishment is more the the uh, a no legibility, is that a word? No. <laughs> 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 it's um not the, eligible. The <laughs> eligible is that what you mean? <laughs> no, a no legibility, like the wisdom. Oh, like knowing. knowledge. Okay. Knowing. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, the wisdom. <laughs> knowing what you can and what you can't. Yeah. The wisdom, yes, so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, hundred percent. Yeah, because sometimes you like you 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 try and you can't, but you still feel satisfied. Sometimes you see you try and you can really easily, and it's not as satisfying. So then you're gonna move on to the next one. <laughs> but this progress of like trying and figuring out and practicing and getting better and working on this long project is so much more satisfying, right? Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, we'd always just be doing small little prees or. Yes. Uh, <laughs> be two climbs yeah exactly it's all about the process of getting there it's not about the goal it's about how you did it deep 
<laughs> deep bro <laughs> deep bro <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you you were saying about the rock climbing do you still rock climb yeah oh definitely um i boulder and sport climb i don't do trad or any of that um that's uh out of my reach i guess what is trad Trad, okay, oh, see, this is where I'm gonna... Someone who rock climbs is gonna listen to this and be like, she's wrong. <laughs> From my understanding, trad is like when you set... Um, oh my god, it's... I imagine it's a really long rock, mm -hmm. really tall rock, and you have to set sections of the rock. Ah, okay, it's a so multi-pitching. Yeah, kind of multi-pitching, oh my god, yeah, someone's gonna be like... It's actually this, and fair enough. <laughs> but um, okay, yeah, I, so you you do mostly boulder and leads, and, yeah, and sports yeah. climbing. Yes, um, mm -hmm. I competed in speed and bouldering. Um, speed, that that, that yeah. one. Like, da, 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 da. Yeah. What is your <laughs> so, What is your your like, record? Oh, I don't know. That was like five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you, but I was the last year I competed. Um, I was the second. Uh, speed climber female in Colorado. <laughs> oh, nice. Wow. Yeah, okay. and it's all because of my parkour background. It was solid. <laughs> uh, that's cool. And it was the same because the speed climbing, they use always the same route, right? Yes. Um, the speed route is usually the same unless they have, um, they mm -hmm. call them jugs, which is just basic, really easy holds. And then ah, you okay. can set random jugs and that can be your route. It must be so fun to do that. The it's like a very strong very very fast quadrupedal movement but vertical rather yeah. than horizontal yes <laughs> yeah yeah Super and there's strong. no time to look at your but feet but do you do you plan on competing again on rock climbing um competing in mm -hmm. rock climbing no definitely not yeah, okay um yeah that that ship has sailed that was really fun for a while and but my focus is on parkour and parkour competitions how do you like parkour you competed quite a lot right yeah i've been competing since 2014 um and mm -hmm. the only year i i wasn't oh there's a few years i didn't compete but anyways um i have competed in all categories of competition with parkour so there's speed skill and style mm -hmm. um I definitely prefer skill, and that's my strongest one for sure. Um, yep. I like competitions in the sense of it feels like a jam, but mm -hmm. instead of everyone wandering around figuring out what to do, there's set challenges that we are forced <laughs> to do. <laughs> so it's like a very organized jam, <laughs> and some people get awarded points. <laughs> Um, that's cool yeah that's how i see it um and when you want to look at like the business aspect of it competitions are good for um yeah if done correctly <laughs> they are good for gyms and bringing awareness to like the um gyms there and then the community there so then it kind of brings in outside people yeah into it and it can act as an education tool for people who are not in the community yeah um but yeah i think they're really fun i can i don't know i pulled away from it in 2019 because i got injured um and i needed surgery on my shoulder um so for the first time in a while i actually was on the outside of it and watching in and i was like okay yeah like 
seeing everyone who wasn't competing getting super hyped to go watch their friends compete and then watching just how everything is run on the outside was a really cool perspective and it made me want to compete again because it's just mm-hmm. I don't know like I said it's it's fun and I definitely like it prefer skill skill by far if anyone asked me if only one the skill is so real if, yeah if only one version of parkour comp could continue for the rest of time it would be skill <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah just, for sure yeah. it's so the real to the sport it's like the most accurate to our training I never competed skills probably would like to do it but Maybe not anymore because I'm getting old. And I prefer <laughs> to just chill. <Yeah. laughs> Than the stress of competing. Yeah. But um, I can I I can I love watching skill competitions, mm-hmm. and I agree with this thing that is really good for business and for people from outside of the sports. When you see something that is disorganized, like this organized, and uh, there is uh, the nice format, you understand better what it is, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's spectacular you see the difficulty also mm-hmm. of because if it's not a competition and you're just watching a parkour video of the people doing the same skill challenge that they're doing in the competition but only on an instagram clip someone who doesn't understand parkour will not actually know how difficult and what is the process and what is the difference between this person and this other athlete and what makes them special yeah so it's actually really is a good um uh, point of view and on the other hand, you're also saying like right now it's super cool that you feel like a gem. Mm-hmm. But don't you think that this is a temporary thing and you should just enjoy it as much as possible? Um, because yeah. as the sport grows. It's, yeah, that's the unfortunate part is, yeah, as it grows. Um, to me, it depends on who organizes the competition and why it's being organized. Because um, when we have the competitions that are being organized for like who's the best in Europe versus hey it's winter time and we just want everyone to come hang out and we have these <laughs> challenges set for you like and if you do really well you get a t-shirt like um so <laughs> like, it depends on those like reasons of why and mm-hmm. um so yeah if we have if we have more of like the who's the best competitions then yeah that jam yeah, feeling yeah. is gonna go away well i hope see. not <laughs> that's cool are you are you looking forward to go back to competing after the um lockdown? i'm looking forward to seeing my friends again <laughs> and to be in the same room <laughs> as yeah. my friends um yeah, yeah i don't know i um I guess I'm looking forward to having something to look forward to, mm-hmm. if anything, if that makes sense. Like, um, it doesn't have to be a comp, but yeah, so I guess the answer to your question is uh, I'm indifferent <laughs> when it comes to competing again. Yeah. The competition, yeah. Yeah. You just want to go to a gym and to meet people and to do stuff exactly. other than. Yeah. I also miss the. the mm-hmm community feeling and the freedom anyway renee let's go for tic tac okay yeah are you ready (laughs) okay (laughs) i'm ready (laughs) okay so front flip or back flip Uh, mm, back flip lazy vote or cat pass cat pass coffee or tea tea 
Gymnastics or martial arts? Martial arts. B13 or Yamakazi? What? <laughs> the movies. I oh, haven't seen them. Oh, God. Oh, I heard B13. I'm sorry. B13 or Yamakazi. A better dean like the thing to, for the bruises. Yeah. <laughs> better dean or band-aids? <laughs> um, B13. B13. <laughs> yeah. Guitar or drums? Um, oof, guitar. David Bell or Sebastian Foucault? Oh, oh, uh, Sebastian Foucault. Daniel Ilabaka or like Forslav? Forslav. Whoa, all right, we have <laughs> yeah. one more to the Forslav team. Woohoo! Yeah, no, <laughs> Did you do that on purpose? You do that on purpose. No, no. <laughs> I actually, I, to be honest though, I haven't seen Daniel Ilabaka videos i've only seen Vorslav videos ah okay i understand yeah so so you i have yeah whatever yeah so <laughs> yeah i do yes yeah <laughs> yeah it's funny i was watching um yesterday um rafe kelly's podcast with sebastian Foucault, and he mm. was saying how in right in the beginning he's saying how long ago his generation was so it's like you always have these generations of people coming and he's already more or less on the fifth layer, you know, of, of <laughs> generations. And yeah. you are from a 2010 um, generation from America, which also makes mm -hmm. a lot of difference. Mm -hmm. uh, and for me, it's like Ilabaka is like the main reason why I, we train here in Portugal. He was the biggest inspiration mm. in 2006, 7, 8, 9 10 and 11 he started to fade out a little bit to follow his life whatever he was doing so mm -hmm. it's it's scary the feeling of being forgotten what you think yeah or you don't feel this um i haven't given it much thought to be honest um <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah when you talk to kids and you give them examples of athletes who have done great feats and they're like who is that it does have this like jaw dropping effect of like what <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know, to be forgotten. <laughs> so imagine being like this stone that's breaking down in a cemetery somewhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that just depends on education from the previous generations to continue that so people don't forget and to, yeah, just have reminders of where it came from. And I mean, that's why history exists, right? Mm -hmm. So, um... I mean, I've met Daniel Elavaca and I've met Vorslav and I think they're both fun, yeah. wise men. I think Elavaca is a bit more wise than Vorslav. <laughs> Vorslav was like, fun guy, fun guy, good at sports. Elavaca <laughs> was like, I'm teaching you all these great things I've learned. Messiah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and but I, So I know about them because Ryan and Amos invited them to come speak at our gym. Mm -hmm. So that's... A great example of yeah previous generation educating the next generation yep. generation um so yeah but obviously if if your impact was great then people should mm -hmm. be do, recycling do that the, do you care about your legacy um hmm. i mean you're still young kind of? you're still young <laughs> you're still young yeah. to think about it 
but do you think that you want to leave a legacy uh, for uh, your presence because you are one of the most prominent girls in the parkour uh, community oh thank you for saying that so <laughs> um yeah i guess my biggest goal with parkour is leaving an opportunity for the next generation so i want to create doors <laughs> basically for people to open and by doing that i'm i'm trying my best through coaching so um and if my legacy is my students who have progressed to do something with the community then that's good enough for me mm -hmm. that's really nice okay i was gonna ask you what what would what uh, what would you do to leave these doors open to create opportunities so i think coaching is a great way to do this and how about in a more global level Ooh. um i think on a global level my the first thing that comes to mind is competitions and i, mm -hmm. and I know that's controversial but um it's not like, no, no. right now it's not it's right, now, right now it's okay it's natural <laughs> It should be. Um, thank you. Okay. Because some people are like, no. Um, but like we were discussing earlier, that can act as an educational tool for non-parkour community members. And um, one way I feel like I can be a part of that is either by judging a competition, organizing a competition, or an event, um, so that we can create opportunities for athletes to then show what they've been doing all this time jumping on walls in their city and how mm -hmm. how great that is and all these amazing physical feats it's just like normal sports in my mind like yeah people yeah. like um so it that makes can, sense yeah it creates a motivation for athletes and then uh on a global global scale yeah. because there's a way of of portraying everything that they are doing right as you were saying if they are training only on jumping walls, it's nice and pretty and right. very romantic and all super cool, guys. You can even make like training videos and vlogs mm -hmm. and some POV videos, but it's not as like a serious and as like institutional to the road as it is right now to the rest of the road as a competition is. So it's like a format of showing the road, like to the road, like mm -hmm. look, parkour, real sport. Mm -hmm. We compete. Uh, there are different types of stuff that people do with parkour yeah. they can be stuntmen they can uh, do theater they can do circles but they can also compete they can also just do because they want to do so i think it's <laughs> yeah yeah competition yeah. is a good way for sure i agree with that um with with fig uh no <laughs> <laughs> that, that one's a hard pass <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> no so World Parkour Federation? I don't. I don't even know either. Like honestly, I. Um, to be frank, um, I am not educated myself enough in all the federations that have popped up over the past few years. Um, so I need to get to understand those federations more and what their roots are and what their goals are, and then that will help me decide like who do I want to support. Um, I recently mm -hmm. actually did. Um, help out um, IPF with an international comp um, they did an Asia Cup online um, and going into that project I was skeptical um, as a judge I said yes because to me 
you never know unless you try. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yeah, okay, um, I'll help out as a judge and kind of get understand the workings of how you guys are organizing this and what you're trying to do with this. And um, basically from what I picked up was, yeah, they're trying to get as much representation from all these countries as possible. They're contacting the sport federation so that parkour is recognized as a sport. They're trying to get female and male participation. Um, so that was really cool to see an organization who was getting all these things that I think are important um, to include. But I don't know if like I would say they are the organization that should be doing this. Like it's just one one group that did something that I thought was cool. So you said you were skeptical. Yeah, because <laughs> a lot of the time I feel um, the question in my mind is why are they doing this and what's their goal? And my mm -hmm. first thing is are they doing it for money or are they doing it to actually grow the sport and give back? Mm -hmm. um, so my skept my skepticalness uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> English man <laughs> um, <laughs> I was worried that they were just doing it for the money and um, just because they can stuff like this um, I understand you I see the point yeah so that that's where I'm, that's who, why I'm who are they um, they are so do you know WFPF ah okay so it's a uh, what is the name yeah. of the the people behind you don't have it's, to tell me it's okay yeah. people can just you can look it, it up <laughs> people look it up i don't know what all is their it ipf ipk ipf it's international parkour IPF. federation okay the the name is there that's a good name <laughs> uh, the name is yeah <laughs> the name it's, is quite good yeah mm -hmm. and i think the organization is also nice but i think that's also it's going to be necessary that we will have to find the balance of these people who have the greeds yeah because yeah. we will we need this business people who will have the 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 eager mm -hmm. and the communication to the other capitalist minds that control the roads yes and that we'll be able to but then we will also need the passionate mm -hmm. person mm -hmm. who is doing this for the sport right exactly so as long as we have people like you inside helping out giving tips advices and creating this connection i think this is this could be a way but it's also uh, thank you very much because i think it's that's what is one thing that is missing is this education to the whole community on what is going on behind each one of these federations mm -hmm. so it would be a great idea to talk with the guys from spl from ipf mm -hmm. and from parkour and to talk to them all here on swapping shoes so people can listen to what is their goals and what is yeah would yeah i think that's a great idea would definitely be cool oh, thank you so do you want to be the producer of swapping yeah. shoes <laughs> um sure <laughs> hard work for Have free to... yes what you think oh fantastic <laughs> what a great let's, idea let's go yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay renee thank you very much it was a pleasure talking to you yeah you as well thank, thank you. you for the tips advices and for sharing a little bit of your story any messages you want to give out to the listener oh my gosh um i guess the biggest thing is make sure you're having fun with whatever you're doing nice good <laughs> i drink water and drink water <laughs> rest is better rest recovery <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay cool ciao renee thank you very much have a great day bye enjoy thank you ciao ciao bye i hope you guys have enjoyed today's episode of shopping shoes it's been a pleasure and don't forget to follow Renee Dumbly on her Instagram and We Arch Club in case you haven't yet.
and you know we've been posting some really nice content there Kyle killing it as usual well hope you guys enjoying it too uh, let us know what you're thinking give us suggestions uh, be part of the club see you ciao ciao big evil life